And oh my goodness, guess what I don't have? Let's wing it. Here we go. Oh, no, Matt. <laughs> This week, we discover that Propagandi actually loves ska music. Welcome to On The Upbeat. I'm Matt Vest. Hey, and I'm RJ Phoenix. I got to be extra excited now because Matt didn't seem to be too excited to say his own name. Matt, you got a great name. It's Matt Best. Two syllables. Okay. Get excited, bro. We're (laughs) talking to the end times here. So what that was in my brain is I was going to say something. I was trying to think, say something witty about the intro because ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all types and all ages, I did not when that intro music started playing i did not know what i was going to say as the opening line uh but as it was playing i it came to me because i heard that song today so i was like yay it makes See, sense everybody i tell y'all matt is naturally funny he is just a funny guy <laughs> uh, <laughs> like he he can come up even if they're grown worthy dad jokes for the intro joke it's still funny <laughs> It takes me like a half hour to write one of those. He just made one up in literal seconds. Yes, yes. It was, uh, uh, I feel accomplished. All right, time to go home. That's it. <laughs> there we go. You're just, <laughs> That's the show. Can't, can't, oh, yeah, can't, can't, uh, oh, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> All right. Uh, we do have guests this week. RJ, tell us about our guests. Who do we have? Uh, we have uh, Brett and Casey from the band The End Times, a band that I, I enjoyed the, the first EP, which I think is the only thing that I, I know I have of theirs. Uh, and I don't know if there's more music. I know there's more coming. Uh, and I'm just really excited to talk to these cats. Uh, oh. Brett and Casey, thank you for joining us. How, how are things going for you both? Moving right along. Uh, keep plugging away. Uh, we're making new tunes now. Uh, we got the new record coming out in, I think, in a week. Yeah, what's today? Today's the seventh, so yeah, next Tuesday, yep. and then we're gonna do a Thanksgiving Day show. So things are chugging along. You're playing, Heck yeah. You're playing on Thanksgiving. Oh, the night before. Night before. Yeah. The okay. Before. All right. Well, where are you all playing, and who are you playing with? Dan, Brett, you want to take that one? Yeah, Stanhope House with uh, Joker's Republic, Beat Stew, and Best of the Worst. Oh, awesome. That's a killer lineup. Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, so uh, how was uh, your all's Halloween? Did you guys do anything interesting, exciting, special? No? I worked. (laughs) I I work in TV, so whenever they say, hey, are you available? I go and I do it, so... I work in a lot of those true crime TV shows, so I sat down and listened to another serial killer case, actually. The Son of Sam of New York City. Oh. uh, Yeah, that was creepy. How do you keep from being sad all the time? I don't. Oh. (laughs) I thought the answer was I play Scott. (laughs) No, no, one world just kind of bleeds into the next. Yeah, it's... um, (laughs) 
they're pretty abysmal tales and it does some of them kind of saturate your brain and they stick with you man yeah 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 i can i can imagine yeah i mean i uh as many of our listeners knows know because we went in depth on it i recently watched uh, yeah matt tried to turn our last episode into the Dahmer cast and he's <laughs> trying to do it again. I'm not going to let him. Matt, let's move on. Yeah, don't don't do that. That sticks with you. <laughs> yeah. So I watched that, and that was that was enough. I was out. I was like, now let me go watch like the Weird Al movie. Let's go do that. So uh, yeah. Uh, Brett, any did you do anything exciting for uh, Halloween? Anything? Uh, it's my anniversary, and we oh, usually yeah. just hang out and give out candy to the kids. Oh, you got married on Halloween. That's awesome. I did. Yep. Well, was uh, what was that conversation like how did how did you decide on that date uh we liked the day and decided to have a venetian masquerade oh that's awesome that's cool nice you're the third person i know that has a uh, halloween anniversary and wedding date and the second one i know of to actually uh go full like have a masquerade kind of thing for the wedding that's awesome right on hell yeah guys <laughs> that's that's interesting yeah i forgot your guys anniversary is halloween because i got married on friday the 13th so there, oh, wow. <laughs> there's that world of connectivity i guess wow. i never yep. put two and two together on that <laughs> that's interesting learning new yeah. things here that's what we're doing uh, yeah rj how is uh we had a little bit of a break how how has the last two weeks been how are things going i it's been okay same same thing i'm still employed the cats are still doing all right uh this sunday this past sunday no this past saturday my wife and i celebrated 11 years of marriage Uh, yeah uh, 5th of november always remember um but yeah no it's it's uh it's it was a good time went out to a fancy french restaurant in downtown la um spent way too much money uh but hey you know that's kind of what you do when you're celebrating your anniversary and if you decide to go to downtown los angeles to eat uh it's just gonna happen yeah um yeah other than that just pretty pretty relaxed time lately how about you matt uh you know did the halloween thing with the kids uh, I think this year was the most actual, like, straight-on trick-or-treating we've ever done before. Like, actually oh, wow. walking. For the most part, uh, since we've been foster parents, we always took the kids to some sort of, like, trunk-or-treat or some, like, school event or something. And so, like, maybe then we'd walk, like, for, like, 20, 30 minutes and be done. You know, because yeah. they'd get a bunch of candy uh, from the event, and then we'd walk a little and get more. But that was about it. But this year, we just went to a friend's house. Uh, had dinner with uh, some friends and their and the kids, and uh, then we went trick or treating for like an hour and a half and walked around. Um, nice, and uh, that was a good time. So, um, and then this past weekend, uh, I wa- I have watched a lot of TV recently. I watched the Weird Al movie, which, by the way, uh, is amazing and hilarious, and uh, it is one hundred percent true and accurate in every way, shape, or form. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, just so everyone knows, it's not, it's not, it's a parody of uh, biopics, but uh, it is crazy funny. It, things come out of left field. Uh, and then I also was watching the, the blockbuster uh, comedy show on Netflix, not the documentary, the last blockbuster Netflix has put out by, a, by our good friend. Yes. Taylor Morton. Yeah. Uh, not that documentary, but the sitcom, uh, sort of the the sitcom based on sort of the last blockbuster, but it's just called blockbuster. Um, so, and that's pretty funny. 
Uh, it's by the same people that brought you Superstore and stuff like that. So I, that's what I did. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, of course, uh, this past Saturday, I went to a ska show. Can you believe that? I went to a ska show. Uh, Fucking chomp. <laughs> uh, of course you did. We're spo- I was supposed to go to a ska show, and then I messed up my knee, and I was not able to go uh, last Thursday, unfortunately. Yeah, that's a bummer. So uh, I'm jealous that you went to a ska show this, this last week, and I did not, even though I was actually very busy on yeah, Saturday. Yeah. Like I said, anniversary. <laughs> and uh, so went and saw Noise Complaint with Abra Skadabra and Half Past Two, and it was a great uh, good time. And it's a small venue. It's literally inside of like a record shop, skate shop. It's it, They only really fit 100 people, so... Good times. I don't know if you've ever partied in a retail space, but good times. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, that's it for chit chat. Let's get into uh, some ska news. And here Heck we yeah. Go. Here we go. Maybe if it wants to. Girls and rude boys, too. Grab that frightened and mess it to what telling you. Yes, Ska News, where we tell you about some of the latest releases in Ska. Uh, and because it's been two weeks, there's way too many. So we yeah. just uh, picked our three favorite, I think. Yes, so uh, my first story is uh, Millington from uh, New York. They put out a new single called Marianne. You, you, may, you may know them from the intro song to this very show. That's true. You may recognize their voices and their songwriting skills. And uh, so, yeah, they put a new song out called Marianne. It's streaming everywhere now. And we're going to listen to a clip right now. Here we go. Fun. That was that was putting out some fun music. Very energetic. RJ, what do you got? Well, I have a song from a band I'm gonna be honest, I don't know much about. I don't even know where they're from, to be honest. Uh-oh. Uh oh. But it is their third single that they've put out so far. I hope that means they're gearing up for a full album. The name of the band is called Scapolai, and the name of the song is Gardenia.
song right there. Danceable. Uh, I looked it up real quick. They are from Mexico. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. No, uh, no word if they have uh, future releases, but they got three great singles that are out on Spotify right now. And that's the one that just came out uh, last uh, Friday. So definitely go check out their other two songs and like me, anticipate some more. Uh, what was the band name again? Uh, Skapoli. S-K-A-P-O-L-I. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, do their other songs have uh, lyrics? Or are they always are all instrumental so far? Uh, instrumental. Okay, awesome. Yeah. All right. Next up, um, we have uh, Half Past Two put out a cover of Magic Dance from the film Labyrinth. Uh, the band released a music video directed by photographer Ray Mystic. Uh, you will find the video on Half Past Two's YouTube page, and of course the song is streaming everywhere now, but let's take a minute and listen to a clip. You remind me of the babe. What babe? The babe with the power. What power? The power of voodoo. Voodoo. You do. do what? Remind me of the babe. I saw my baby crying hard as babe could cry. What could I do? My baby's love had Has two are a gift to ska music, and uh, honestly, if you've got a song that you're like, I don't think anyone can make a ska cover of this, uh, give it to Max at Half Past Two, and he will do wonderful things with it. Because this song, if you listen to the original, I'm like, yeah, you, that's not like you can't. No, it's uh, sorry, their their cover that Gautier song, I think, is their crowning achievement yes. of turning a song that shouldn't work into a great ska song. Yes, that's that's true. Yeah, that, uh, was, Magic Dance is it's already kind of an upbeat song sure. in the places like they, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's it's much you can see that line of sight just a little bit easier. Yes, but uh, yeah, that Gautier song, yeah, that was like out of left field, like. This the original is so depressing, and you made it happy. What mm-hmm. what happened here? All right, so yes, check out that from half past two, and uh, all right. Uh, before we head out of ska news, just want to say that on the upbeat has a Patreon. So if you want more ska f- talk uh, with a bunch of uh, your favorite ska bands, uh, sign up for our Patreon. Uh, Four dollars a month gets you at least. Uh, two bonus episodes and access to a private Facebook page and 10% discount on merch. And we say at least two bonus episodes, but we've been averaging like four uh, the past few months. So uh, definitely sign up for that if you want more. And also, hint, hint, uh, on the upbeat, maybe making a fun, cool announcement this Friday. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I work here. I, do, I just work here. I am not the boss. And so there may be a fun announcement. <laughs> oh, you're not the boss? No. This, this no. podcast in a tailspin suddenly. Yes, yes. All right. Uh, uh, gentlemen from um, the end times, uh, Brett and Casey, thank you for joining us. 
So the first question that we always ask our guest is, how did you get into ska music? What is your ska origin story? Maybe some early bands you listened to, some early shows you went to. How did you get into ska music? And uh, Casey, can we start with you? How did you get into ska music? Sure. Uh, Truth be told, the first time, I mean, I think Operation Ivy was the first ska band I ever heard using the upstrokes, the upbeats, you know what I mean? And I like that sound. And a buddy of mine, one of the um, original guitar players, one of the original members of this band in its first formation, made me a cassette back in the 90s. You know, we would make mixtapes. And there was everything from Let's Go Bowling to The Toasters to MU330 um, and Choking Victim just across the board. And I was like, wow, I'm really into this kind of sound. And then he laid the scatolites on me. And I was like, okay, so there's a whole world like left to be explored in here. Cause I was always into, you know, I'm from a punk rock and hardcore background. Um, and that just, it blew my, it blew my mind, man. So (laughs) I've been, I've been playing it and been interested in it for, Longer than I would like to admit. I don't like to admit that I'm as old as I am, but here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Brett, what about you? How did you get into Scott music? Um, let's see. Oh, it's I was a goth and industrial kid, but I'm from Huntington, Long Island. Mm. And as a teenager, I got friends with the Stafflos and wound up hanging out with them and working in their merch booth. And I started my first band by meeting people in their merch booth. And uh, it kind of just progressed from there. I was hanging out with them through that whole third wave, early 90s scene. Awesome. Um, wow. <laughs> awesome. I'm trying, to, <laughs> I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think. It's like <laughs> jumping backwards a bit. There's yeah. been a lot of brain damage since. Um, <laughs> no, it's totally okay. Totally understandable. So uh, how did the uh, how did you two meet? And how did this whole the end times band get rolling? Uh, fun, well, funny thing is, Casey and I first time met on a job. We're both in the same industry. Mm. And then we uh, wound up co- playing with another band shortly <laughs> after. And uh, I guess, well, I'm not I'm going to leave that band unnamed. But the funny thing is, oh, wow. I got fired from that band for curling because I'm a curler and I uh, got fired from that. And then Anton, Anton, our trombone player, immediately started a text between Casey, myself and myself saying, hey, haven't you wanted to start a band for a long time? And I was like, yeah. He goes, well, why don't we start on Sunday? Oh, (laughs) we'll work around your curling schedule. Don't (laughs) worry. (laughs) Exactly. And when you say curling, you mean the like shuffleboard, the sport, style. correct? The sport? Yeah, the, the the rocks and the brooms. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, that's awesome. So you, I just my now my brain is like laughing. You got kicked out of a band because you're into that sport. <laughs> I well, I I, t- I taught it on a certain amount of days a month, uh, and that interfered with rehearsal schedule. Hmm. And yeah, yeah. Now, just keep telling it the other way because it just leaves the imagination to run wild. Like, <laughs> why would anyone be against that? Uh, but uh, so the what what year did the band sort of get started going? Uh, directly before COVID. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Like 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 three months before COVID. 
Wow. 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 Yes. Yeah. Excellent. That's... Excellent timing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it started, it, it started as like a mass conglomerate where uh, we just brought, I mean, how many did we first have, Brett? What was there it? were nine people at the first day. Wow. So wow. we had you know, two guitars, I think four horns, and I was on drums. We had uh, another front person, and it was great. We grooved. It was like a lot of fun. It was like, wow, you know, the, uh, the possibilities are endless with this amount of talent. But then you realize, yeah, we got to get nine people on the same page and lock in schedules from all across New Jersey and New York and then keep that going. You know what I mean? Cause it's not just one practice. So you don't just get it done once and then you're right. done. It's like, dude, if you want to be in a band, this has to happen regularly, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. So what did that sort of, you know, sort of in and of itself sort of, sort of, uh, bring down sort of your numbers, like to be able to find the, you know, people finally bow out because they realized they couldn't sustain that or. I thought we were doing right, but then COVID happened Mm. and that pulled the rug out, man. Yeah. Yeah, I I would say COVID weeded a few of them out. Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, How many, uh, how many shows did you play before sort of COVID hit? None. 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 Well, that's, that's the deal. Like, so this project was pretty much dead and buried. I had some, I started tracking for demos just so that we could actually get the songs together. Sure. And then COVID happened and it was like, yeah, I'm still talking to Brett and Anton, but a lot of people, you know, it's, it's weird to think back to where your head was in like March and April of 2020 when the whole world was on fire. Right. And it was like, whatever, man, we'll, we'll, you know what, let's, we'll, we'll do something. And then through Brett's constant, like, dude, we can't let this die. This should, this could turn out to be some cool. I was like, all right, how about we, I take the tracks that I have because I have my own home recording studio and we'll just start building. And so we really just separately from all of our different domains started kind of charting out where at the pieces are going to go. And then I was like, fuck it. You know, we can't lock in a singer. We can't lock in anybody. Would you guys mind if I, you know, start writing some shit? It's going to be, it's going to be angry and it's going to be aggressive. And they were like, dude, do whatever you want. And then I just started, I'd never sang in a band. This first band I've ever fronted, I like ever was not a drummer in. And uh, I kind of just pulled all the strings together and got everybody in, got all the tracks in. And then I threw down my idea for vocals and it was pretty much like, yeah, dude, we can do something with this. So when did it go from sort of creating it in the studio to when did when did the band finally get to do a live show? Brett, what was that? It was the record shop. Oh, yeah. That was like it was October. October of last year. That would have been. Yeah. Chamber 43. Rest in peace. That place was awesome. There was this place. I think it New- closed a couple of weeks after we played there. Yep, they had a couple shows lined up. They were doing shows. It was awesome. It was a coffee and record shop. It was beautiful. Nice. They 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 just had like you know PA or whatever, and Mm -hmm. like the dudes who owned it and ran it were just absolutely fantastic people. Still are, but uh, you know had a lot of connections with a lot of good bands, and it was just such an awesome place. Um, But yeah, we opened it, and I was like, all right, here we go. Let's see what happens. And there was a really good turnout there. And they really dug our sound. 
which yeah. actually our guitar player, because we lost the guitar player we played then, he has since moved over to Europe. To uh, He relocated his family. So our guitar player now, Ferris, was there that day. And he came up as soon as we were done playing. He's like, dude, that was awesome. And I had never done shit like that before. I was like, cool, man. Thanks. He's like, dude, I needed that. That was, yo, I'm a fan. I was like, okay, cool. So then we realized, all right, let's keep chugging along. Let's do stuff. Awesome. So what is the the band's lineup now? Who's doing what and, and uh, all that stuff? What's the band's lineup now? Uh, now it's me singing. Brett's on bass. Uh we have a friend, Danielle, plays drums. Mike plays, I think he uses both of his, he, we, he used a bunch of saxes on the records. But Mike primarily he just plays Barry. Barry, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and now, and Ferris on guitar, um, but he's having a kid soon, so he, he might take some time off for a little while. So our friend Weston's going to step in. And Anton on trombone. Awesome. I said Anton. I didn't leave out, did I leave out Anton? If I did, yeah. that's true. No, I think that's <laughs> Those, I think horn, I said, those horn players they just blend together like whatever <laughs> bells and breath it doesn't matter you know <laughs> oh, shots fired <laughs> so where did the band's name come from the end times where did that how did that come down? that's all casey yeah we were we had a couple different names and um a couple different ideas flowing around and i mean I just my mind works in a million different directions all the time and uh my now wife but my fiance at the time we were driving uh i remember we were going over the red bank bridge in new jersey and i had a cypress hill song come on shuffle it was like them live at the film or whatever yep and he said the word ba 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 these ain't the end times and because i wanted to have a the so you know the band right yeah plural and i was like i looked at my wife i was like what do you think about the end times she's like that's pretty gnarly. And I was like, yep. So then I floated it to Anton and Brett because it, it really does bring everything together. The shit that I write about, how it's presented, it's gritty. And I was like, that could be it. And I sent it to Anton and Brett as we always have an ongoing thread. And uh, we were in agreement. And then we pitched it to the rest of the band. We're like, yep, here's this is what it's going to be. And then Did a buddy we really mind. pitch it. I thought it was just kind of this is what it's going to be. Yeah, yeah. And hey, I, if you had yeah. objections, Brett, you could have brought them up. <laughs> no. He's like, well, no, exactly. now, that I, I, now that you mention it, <laughs> I, I, I had pushed another name. And then when he said that, I was fine. And then that other name became my solo project. So, oh, that's right. That's right. We were leaning. Do you want to share about uh, Lucky Devil? Sure. I have uh, my solo projects, Lucky Devil Trading Company. Casey oh. happens to be the lead singer of that. And. God, I, everybody's playing on that. Uh, John Roy from Smoke and Mirrors, Eddie Ocampo. Uh, Buford's on else, there, right? Who else do I? What's that? Buford's on there? Buford's on there. Uh, J, Agent J. It's like everybody I grew up with is on it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. That's cool. Um, I, I gotta, I can't. I, at least no band I can think of that's ever been our, on our podcast and no band that I can think of that's in ska that I can tell at least by their band name. I got to say, I think you might be the only band that pulled your band name from a hip hop group. 
So I think <laughs> <laughs> I think that's pretty awesome. That uh, that's awesome to me. So um, so you guys got this new EP coming out um, on uh, the fifteenth, November fifteenth. Uh, what can you tell us about this new EP and uh, what's what's its title? What can we expect from it? Uh, it's called Headlines. We got some nice nifty stickers here. Ooh. That's gonna that's the album cover. The cover. Um, it's called Headlines. Uh, I don't know if you can really yeah see it. It's pretty sweet. The uh, the artist that came up with this really just did a phenomenal job. Yeah, kind of. Um, so it kind of looks like a news anchor sitting there with Death sitting next to her. Yeah. So <laughs> our guy. Yeah, like Death is essentially our like the Reaper is is our guy in different formations. That's our kind of mascot, if it were. And uh, it turned into it's three songs. There's we got Double Down, Little King, and uh, Punishment. And it kind of more to almost a concept album where it's like, you know, because everything from all angles these days is just shit. And it's all really funneling through the television and the media. And the sooner you turn all that shit off, the sooner you can actually start living your own life. And there's different ways that we kind of attack that through uh, the flow of the actual uh, of the record. And uh, I'm stoked on it. I, I produce everything. I mix everything. I master everything. So there's a certain level of uh, pride that I have from the record. But Brett, if you want to speak to the actual composition of the songs, he's the guy that really comes up with the... He's the one that come, brings in you know, the marble into the room so that we can start to actually chip away something and create a sculpture. Yeah, th this batch was a bunch of songs that I had kind of started sitting on and bringing in gradually. I think we were starting to do a couple of them at our first first show and fleshing them out a little bit. And then I guess they fleshed out better in the studio. Punishment's the only one on there that I kind of wrote on my own. And you did the vocals. Everything else, everybody else really helped yeah. shape. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna listen to uh, the song Punishment. What else can you kind of tell us about it? Well, right off the bat, it's 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 more of a like it's just a dark. It's like a dark. I, I don't know. Everything ultimately to me just comes into rock and roll. Then you can break it up into you know punk, uh, metal, you know, easy rock, whatever. But it's it's really just a gritty rock song with uh, ska as its overtones and uh it's, it's called punishment and it's about punishment in in different ways there's uh i happen to like my second verse i think that's some of the the funniest and uh and snarkiest shit i've ever written but uh it's interesting the way we that i write the lyrics to any of the songs is that when usually you know brett formulates most of the uh the shells of the songs they'll come titled right right just for purposes so we can differentiate sure. and then what i do is i like to take those titles and then write backwards from that like okay so this song i'm going to write about this so okay. i didn't even technically name that song punishment it was named punishment and then i kind of reverse engineered it to build back up to that and it came out it's i like it man i like it a lot awesome so we will uh Take a moment and listen to the song, and then we will come back and chat more. So here's The End Times with Punishment. 
Awesome. Hell yeah, gentlemen. That was that was that's good. That's uh um, I love the sax solo in there. That's pretty awesome. And, yeah, uh, it's Mike Gennard, uh, sax player. He is he's just a beast, man. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and I yeah, uh, I yeah. I met him playing in a cover band, and I'm glad that I was there that night. <laughs> <laughs> was it a, a specific type of music cover band or, or a specific band cover band or just we we were both hired to play in a uh it was bo- either bob marley or latin ska reggae covers mm. oh wow we we were two of the uh people in the band i think there were only three of us who didn't speak spanish mm. and only one of the guys in the band spoke english so he was the one we communicated with like i the drummer and I just kind of spoke through music because we couldn't speak to each other. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, that's cool. That's but cool. yeah, I met Mike playing there and I was like, hey, Mike, I'm doing a band and uh, we, I think you're the guy. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, that's uh, wow. That, and just that riff, the just sort of opening music and just those, those horns, the way they pulse and, and just uh, such a good song. Awesome. Thank you. Um, so... You know, we kind of already talked about, you know, songwriting process. Uh, so overall, though, is your songwriting process sort of anyone can bring something to the table uh, in any sort of stage? And, you know, so, you know, what else 
kind of do you guys have specific guidelines for your for the process of the band or or is it just sort of you know whatever comes to the table i was gonna say different people bring different things um i have a, a definitely a much different work uh pattern than the rest of them um and that's also because i come from an industrial background where i'm used to working with computers and stuff so i can really flesh out what it is i want them to do mm-hmm. and hand them something that's a, you know a completed demo of and they'll work from that other people come in and like i've got i've got this great riff and the band will just start working on it i feel that's pretty much how it uh it all comes together pop quiz for you brett yeah what song did we actually like flesh out did we flesh anything out like in the moment in the room i feel like eye for an eye kind I, of eye did. for an eye happened organically i mean we we just played that and i think it was written almost as fast as the first time we played it right that's a eye for an eye is off uh your first ep right yeah the first yeah. track yeah first yeah. song i, I really don't think it took more than like 10 minutes for that thing to come together wow that's awesome that's awesome um so what do you think uh obviously covid aside because obviously covid was a big challenge for for every band ev- everyone in entertainment in general uh covid was a challenge but um what do you think are some of the the challenges bands have today uh you know uh, that maybe fans don't really think about or see you know are there any any specific challenges you guys have and sort of, uh, you know, putting music together and keeping a band going? Now I wouldn't say so. But during the COVID time, people disappeared and people came back. Um, some people disappeared altogether. Uh, and we, we had a moment where the during that where the horns disappeared and John Roy came in and played on two of the songs on that first EP. Oh, wow. Hmm. Um. Yeah, he played on what? He played on the Melt and Spellbinder. Do you guys? I I thought he did. No, yeah, he only did two. But yeah, I I wouldn't say my response to that would be I don't think that COVID, I don't think there's anything COVID specific anymore that poses a direct like challenge or anything. Quite honestly, when you're dealing with larger bands, I just think it's getting all these minds aligned and in the same room repeated you know uh how you know um people have varying knowledge or interest in social media how do you feel like your band does with like navigating that space of you know social media and promoting your music and sort of getting people to you know are there any challenges you see in doing that kind of stuff that's a that's a question brett and anton (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Anton Anton really handles it because I am total garbage at it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I I can throw together artwork and I can throw flyers and all that stuff and hand it out to you know I'll I'll give it to Anton and it's up to him what he does with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think a lot of it really is, and Brett and I like we're small business owners. Um, in you know in the entertainment industry so a lot of it does come down to word of word of mouth and my personal belief is if you have a good quality product it's naturally going to see through now it may not happen as quickly as you would like it to but at the same time 
everybody has their own life. You have to go do your own thing. So, you know, it's not like the band is those days are behind me. At least I'm not 18, 19 anymore where it's like, yo, I'm in a band and that's what I do. And that's all that I'm do. everything else is secondary. <laughs> Yeah. So um, a lot of it, I think, is truly like word of mouth and just, you know, getting what we can. But Anton, I think, does a really good job as far as getting it out there, getting it into the right hands. And even if it's not those people that, you know, even if we use utilize those resources, then, you know, then they tell two friends and they tell two friends and they <laughs> sure. tell two friends. And um I think it's really, it just, it's an organic kind of growing experience in the sure. digital realm that we live in now. Sure. Sure. Uh, how, uh, what can you tell us about the New Jersey ska scene? What's it like, uh, being a part of that? Does it feel like a cohesive sort of thing where people really support each other or does it feel disjointed and sort of, uh, hard to connect? There's, there's a lot of, there are it's it's interesting because there are a lot of articles that have been coming out you know I, it, it's palpable you know what i mean like it's you can see that scott is again on the rise it may not you know escalate to where it was in the 90s and get radio playing all that other stuff sure. but there's clear support everywhere um and i'm sure brett can speak to this as well going back to the original third wave that came through in the 90s that was a really interesting time i was a young guy but i was coming into my own and coming into a scene and understanding how big and vast and vibrant it actually was. And now I feel like even though I'm older, there's other people that are significantly younger than me that are actually embracing that again. And me right. and Brett, for example, you know what I mean? Like we went through all that years ago and I'm kind of seeing that resurface again. And Brett, feel free to chime in. I'd like to hear what you have to say about, you know, the third it wave version. Now. It's definitely starting to come back. I mean, I was part of that whole early third wave with Wetlands and uh, Coney Island High and Continental in New York. Knitting Factory, yep. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I'm just trying to think. It's like I was around when a lot of a lot of those bands just started. Um, it is definitely coming back i mean i took a break from the scene for a long time and then i came back and i'm also a transplant to new jersey and something i have been told since moving here it's or at least i hear it joked about is that there's more ska bands per capita in new jersey than any other state i buy that <laughs> i buy that yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's in, that's funny. And it does seem like, yeah, you, you throw a rock and it's like, oh, there's a sky musician. <laughs> but then, like, again, I don't know if it's because uh, I've matured and grown in my own life and now I'm just older, gener generally speaking. But it does seem like the quality of the bands is also escalated. You know, like there's a, there's a good amount of good band, you know. Right, right. Um, I mean, the band that comes to my mind, of course, is, is Joker's Republic, like they're young guys and the talent that those, and they have this huge sound and it's only three guys. Yeah. yeah. They're just like immensely talented and they gel so well together and, you know, without getting sappy or soppy or whatever, but it is nice. Like without music, without, without music, generally speaking, without ska music and ska scene specifically, I never would have met and befriended those guys, but right. because of the love of the scene, we're now finding one, you know, a lot more people are 
bonding over this over this music excuse me so i do think that there's a scene that is actually evolving out of all this and it's nice yeah that's awesome yeah i was i was uh gotten to the scene around 94 ish so i got to see a lot of things like rise up and this one i was out in the middle of the midwest and Mm -hmm. definitely the quality is so much better lately like back then there was there's a lot of bands but some of them it was just like uh you're all right. Glad to see you kids on the bill. I'm sure if you stick with it, you'll get better. But uh, that's really sometimes you'd have an entire bill of bands like that. And it'd be like, yeah, yeah. But I can't remember the last time I went to a ska show, like in the last 10 years, where I'm just like, those guys need a lot more polish. Like it's yeah. this. Yeah. Every- Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think there's a, a big quality difference from uh, at least uh, the mid to late 90s that we're seeing now. Uh, and as it continues to grow and we continue to have more bands come out, they are trying to stay on the same level. Uh, so they like really up their game before they come out of the gate, which is which is really awesome. It's just not a bunch of kids who just took their high school band instruments and <laughs> didn't really know what they were doing. Um, some of those cats figured it out, but a lot of them didn't. Uh, <laughs> a lot of it. A lot of it, too, is just these poor kids who, you know, as, as I recall doing it was like, you just want to share your music. And it's like, you know, you go see these promoters or whatever. And they're like, yeah, we'll give you 30 minutes on this stage if you sell us 50 tickets at $14 a piece yes. and we'll give you $2 each. And for a 15, 16 year old kid, it's like, that's awesome. I can do that. <laughs> yeah. Wind up, you know, really roping in a lot of people and calling in all these favors. And you don't even realize you're doing it because you think like, dude, my band's awesome. My band's awesome. And it's like, are they? Or are you just getting together for a good time, you know? Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, first, and it's like, yeah, again, a good product will sell itself. Mm-hmm. So you put good shit up on, on the stage, on, on the bill, people will come, you know? Yeah, that's true. All right. So before we head out, we, of course, have Ska Picks of the Week. Uh, and, uh, so we're going to share our Scott picks right now. Brett, why don't you tell us about what, uh, the Scott song you picked for your Scott pick? Um, I guess, yeah, if I'd have to pick anything right now that has been sticking out to me, it's, it's Jimmy Cliff's one more. Uh, I, I just keep coming back around to that record. All right. So let's, uh, listen to a little bit of, uh, Jimmy Cliff with one more. You know, Jimmy Cliff is one of those artists that I sort of found out I was listening to Ska before I knew what Ska was, uh, because he did have some Ska uh, songs on the, like, oldie station that my dad would listen to uh, Mm -hmm. growing up, and realizing now that, oh, I was listening to Ska then, so... 
and uh, and just discovering more of his music since then. So yeah, uh, that's awesome. Yeah. All right, uh, um, Casey, why don't you tell us about your ska pick? <laughs> it's a go to. I think it's great. It's MU three thirties KKK Highway. It's essentially a joke uh crafted into a very quick 45 second song and it's exactly what i would think if i would see that i'll just let the song speak for itself i think it's i think it's a genius i think it's a masterpiece it's 48 songs let it rip <laughs> here we go did you know that the Yes. Uh, uh, RJ, have you heard of this band, MU330? I'm not sure I, if you have. I, I can't shut up about Dan Pothouse, Jerry, Ted, and the boys. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, and that's a pretty awesome song. And yeah, it pretty much just has that... The It's all built around that one end joke. Uh, yeah. You yeah. probably saw it, yeah, like this highway is sponsored by the KKK. Like, so what the fuck? So these guys actually organized. They put, they paid their money. They showed, hey, we're great people. And then they go, they pick up the trash. Yeah, good for you. You should know it when you see it. You get a good look every day in the fucking mirror. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, I just, I gotta, do you think they, whatever freeway or whatever highway he's referring to in that song? Missouri is a crazy place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do, does, do they still sponsor it? Does it, is it still there? I believe they do not. Okay. From, yes. <laughs> Community outreach for uh, for marginalized hate groups. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, may or maybe it's just under someone else like name, and it's just like Bob Johnson sponsors this, and really Bob Grand Wizard Johnson. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, right. Uh, sad, sad, uh, but funny. Um, all right, uh, my Scott pick is from uh, Chase Long Beach, and I picked this. Uh, because I like Chase Long Beach, I do like this song, but I also want to celebrate that Chase Long Beach finally got control of their Spotify, because uh, they had a long battle with owning their own Spotify, because they were signed to a Victory Records back in the day, and if you know, just go Google Victory Records and see how that turns out for you. And uh, And so... They didn't own it for a while, and now they've been able to get their uh, first album. I think it's originally from 2007. Uh, the song, uh, the album is called Lebec, and we're going to listen to a clip of a song called Outlander, and here we go. Yeah, I don't know. 
So that is Outlander by Chase Long Beach off their first album, Lebec. And you can now find Lebec on all streaming platforms, Apple Music, Spotify, all that good stuff. So make sure you check that out. Uh, RJ, why don't you tell us about your Scott pick? Uh, my Scott pick is, is from a band called Sad Snack. Uh, they just put out a new single recently, but their first song that they put out was a cover of The Mountain Goats and their song, No Children. And it's, uh, it's the original song I've loved for a long time. I never thought it should work as a ska song, but damned if it doesn't work so well as a ska track. So here it is, uh, Sad Snack with No Children, originally by Mountain Goats. Hell yeah, it's good. You kicked it off before it got to the course, Matt. We're going to have words after this show. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Do you want to go back? Uh, uh. It happens. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm a terrible person. <laughs> I'm fired. He said it, not me. I only implied. <laughs> All right. So, uh, gentlemen, thank you for joining us this week. We appreciate it. And, Thanks, uh, uh, Thanks for yeah, having where us. can uh, the folks find y'all online? Uh, everywhere. Um, just not the other death metal bands. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're on um, pretty much any, any streaming music. This is going to be strictly a digital release. Uh, as of now, actually, uh, we might, Brett, if I'm not mistaken, we were thinking about maybe doing like a small run of uh cds or something but for the most part this is just going to be digital so apple music spotify pandora however you consume digital music type in the end times and look for the reaper either this guy oh yeah where's the new one or this guy this here, here yeah <laughs> oh yeah the reaper Ooh. holding an hourglass yeah. when you see that you know you found the right the end times <laughs> yeah yeah if they're upside crosses listen to yeah. them they're a cool band, but yeah, they they and us, man. <laughs> for sure. Of course, I will I will put links uh, down below in the show notes for those listening and all that fun stuff. And of uh, of course, follow the band on social media and uh, check that all out. So so the out the new EP drops uh, November fifteenth, right? Yeah, November fifteenth. Yep. Uh, and uh, it's head the it's titled Headlines, right? Yep. Yes. All right. So make sure you all check that out. And of course, thank you, uh, uh, Casey and Brett, for joining us. We appreciate it this week. Uh, we had a wonderful chat. Uh, listeners, if you would like to hear more from them, you can sign up for our Patreon because we're going to do a, a Patreon bonus chat. So think about that. And uh, But if you don't, we totally understand, especially with the holidays coming up. 
uh, we totally understand if... Uh, buy a gift for yourself. Yeah, buy a gift <laughs> for yourself. Yes. Be generous. <laughs> be generous. Yeah. Or you can sign up a friend. Uh, we <laughs> promise we'll be nice to them. And uh, thank you so much for listening and supporting On The Upbeat. And until next time... Keep listening to Sky. You've been listening to On The Upbeat. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so you get all the new episodes as soon as they're available. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at On The Upbeat Ska. Follow our Spotify playlist, Ska Favorites. It features all the songs heard on the show. Please consider joining our Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash ontheupbeatska to sign up today. And thank you for supporting On The Upbeat.